Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Don't Miss This Podcast, a Come Follow Me study with Emily Bell Freeman and David Butler. We fill this show up with all the things we think you don't want to miss in the scriptures every week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Hi, I'm David Butler. I'm Emily Freeman. Glad you're here. This is Don't Miss This. And happy Christmas to everybody. And happy Light the World. If you don't know what that is, come out of the cave you are living in right now. (laughs) (laughs) And welcome. Um, It's going to be about December 1st, right of Thanksgiving when you see this. And there is, um, you know, the church does this big Light the World campaign throughout the entire month of December. They've done for the last couple of months. And I think it'll probably look a little bit different this year. Um, because our circumstances are a little bit different, but the heart and soul of it is is going to be the same. And one of the things that is staying the same that I'm so happy about is the daily prompts that are going to come that are going to help us to know how can we just spread light and love this Christmas season. And it feels like because of the year we've had and the fact that so many people are staying inside and they're lonely. Like I think about my parents and Greg's parents and the thought of just people reaching out everywhere in really small ways to touch. I love their theme this year that's one by one. And I love it for two reasons. First, because <coughs> one person can do it. And second of all, it, you're not doing it to a huge group of people, but we're probably doing it just to one person at a time, which don't you love that campaign? Yeah, and we think the just the timing of this happening, right as we're studying Moroni 7 through 9 is just... It's so sweet and matches up so well because Moroni is getting toward the end of his life. And um, he starts like reflecting back on some of the things his dad taught him. And so those are things that he's writing, which is kind of neat that he's like, wait, everybody's been destroyed. He's lonely. He just really lives in in a world really similar uh, to the world a lot of us will live in now and maybe again in the future of just a time of like, oh, everything has gone wrong and everything is has failed and it's neat that he kind of harkens back to some of those things um he's going to look back on a state conference talk that his dad gave once (laughs) that's moroni chapter seven and then two letters that he had gotten from his dad moroni chapter eight and nine and we love in nine this line from his dad nine or eight um nine. nine isn't it nine i think it's an eight um let's look and see oh yeah it's eight you're right yeah. it's eight Nine's sad. Um, eight says this. It's a letter. He says eight in very first verse. This is a letter from my dad, Warman, written to me, Moroni. And it was written unto me soon after my calling to the ministry. And at this point when he's writing in the plates, we're not sure how many years into his ministry um, he actually is. We learned from Moroni 1, it's been decades of time, you know, that he's been wandering. And, and this letter that he got from his dad right when he started his ministry is it's still kind of like a, like a guiding light to to him um we were talking right before we started about when i went into the mtc um i loved the very first letter that i got from uh, my dad because i knew that he had served in a similar capacity and so i like when it came in the mail like i opened it up and i felt so connected to him and there's just something um about that about a father or a mother just kind of saying like, oh, now it's your turn mm. um, to be a part of this same kind of ministry. And I sort of feel like like almost like Mormon and Moroni are our grandparents, 
you know, almost saying to us through time, like you are now beginning a really similar ministry in a, in a very, very sad world. And a hard time. And, yeah. and where there's not a lot of light or hope or love. You feel so much discord and you love that um, he says to him in verse two, Jesus Christ hath been mindful of you and hath called you to his ministry and to his holy work. And that's probably true for all of us in the place where we are. And we kind of loved that call right now because one of the ministries we are being called to in the month of December is this light the world ministry. And we love making it that simple just to think about we are called right now to light up the whole world with who we are and what we know and what we believe in. And it is a call to the ministry right yeah. now. Yeah. And it's, and it's a call during a time that we really, really need it. This is uh, maybe more than any other year I've been alive or been aware a time when we need a lot more faith and hope in Jesus. And goodness. And, goodness and we need just, goodness, which right. is where we want to take you next is into Moroni 7 right here. I think you were going to do that part. Yeah. So go back. Chapter 8 is just like a neat introduction. But if you go back to Moroni 7, which is that talk that he gave, he says, I'm, I'm giving this to the, to the members of, of Christ's church. It's a call to those people who are peaceable followers um, after after Christ. And the way it's neat because he says, like, how do I know um, what kind of people that you are Jesus's people? He says, verse four, because of your peaceable walk with the children of men, I can identify you as Jesus people because of the way that you treat other people. And and he just says, I want you to lay hold upon every good thing that there is in this world. And he gives us a definition of, of what that is. Almost as to, if to say, this world is full of so much bad, but as the peaceable followers of Christ, I want you to cling to, cleave to, hold on to, and spread every good thing that there is. And we love his definition. If you go down in 70s, like it's not very hard to know what is a good thing. But he says in verse 13, that which is of God inviteth and enticeth to do good continually. Wherefore, everything which inviteth and enticeth, and later on in verse 16, it's going to say persuadeth, um, to do good and to love God and to serve him is inspired of God. And we love that idea of that just means almost anything. Anything that you can think of to do that you feel like is going to invite, entice, persuade people to feel God's love um, anything to serve them is going to be included in this idea of what is a good thing. And I love the thought of this. As you think about that good thing, he says this this good thing is going to help you to believe in Christ. And as we think about this upcoming 24 or 25 days ahead of us, this like the world, I love the thought that we are going to be so many people strong of just doing good. Mm. And what if we were remembering every single time we did something every single day that our job is to help others to persuade them to believe in Christ? What if that is behind everything we're doing? I love that he says to us, there are three things that are going to help you be able to, to do good and to find this goodness. And it's faith and it's hope and it's charity. And we've written those there. We On this side, we just wrote everything that's good, invites, entices to do good, to love God, to serve, all of these things. And, and isn't it neat that like in whatever your circumstance looks like, however old you are, 
Um, whether you're in elementary school, whether you uh, live alone, whether you're in a family, like it, it, that's the clarification. What is good is anything, anything that yeah. leads to somebody feeling Christ's love or, or coming closer to him is that good thing. We love the thought of that. And just those three things, that faith, hope, and charity. And we're going to start out with faith. In verse 20, he says, how is it possible that ye can lay hold upon every good thing? And then he says, now I come to that faith of which I said I would speak, and I'm going to tell you the way. And then he tells us this pattern that is so interesting. He says this, let me remind you of this in verse 22. God knows all things. And because he knows all things, he sends angels to minister. And those angels are going to minister of the coming of Christ and remind us that in Christ will come every good thing. And as we look at that, as we think about that, that Christ is going to come and that through him is every good thing, we are using our faith to spread his goodness. The same way the angels did who were sent to minister. They came and they did good so that others would recognize Jesus Christ. And I love that what he's teaching us is it's not enough to just have faith, but we actually need to spread faith all throughout the world. That's part of the ministry we have been called to. And I just love the simplicity of that as we think about the Light the World campaign is how can I spread faith? How can I teach someone else about the coming of Christ and that in Christ is found every good thing? What would that look like? Yeah, and also like what to, to teach people, um, what are his promises? What has he been like? What can they expect from him? Like there's so much about that. Like when you think of how and why do I believe in him and trust in him the way I do, it's because other people kind of lit that in me. And now one by one, that's how faith is spread. Yes. One by one. Yeah. It's really how it happens. Yeah. It's just like that. And and when a person like believes in who he is, all of a sudden they become really settled and secure in hope. And they just go together. Moroni ties them together. And he's like, if you have faith in Christ, you're also going to have hope in Christ also. Um, I When I first was called to be a bishop um, at age 12, it felt like. I was so overwhelmed <laughs> by it. And, you know, people started to, to come in and, and talk about some of the problems in their lives. And they were way too big for somebody like me and for somebody with my experience. And I would think to myself, well, I don't, I don't know how to help you and I don't know how to fix that. And I, I felt really heavy about it because I wanted to. And I, I felt bad and they were coming to me and I didn't have the answers. And and uh, I went in and talked with um, my state president one time, I remember, and, and he said to me, um, well, actually, it was a friend who had been a, you know, a bishop before, and he said, um, I don't know why you are trying to carry a burden that is not yours to carry. It's not your job to fix their problems. That is Jesus's. Your job is to breathe hope into the situation. And that encouraged me. 100 fold because I knew I could do that. If I knew my job was not to say the right thing or provide the solution or solve the problem, but really my only job was to give them hope, to breathe in hope, to give them encouragement and say, 
this is going to be okay. There are answers. There is strength. There is grace. That I am, I'm sure of. And I love the idea of that. And again, as we think about this 24 days, because one of our jobs, the first invitation is to spread faith. But the second invitation should be to breathe hope. And as we're looking at each of these invitations, we're going to have three that maybe will just prompt you as to what you could be doing every single day. And I just love the power of just breathing hope into someone's situation. The last one. And, and, and I, I think let's just do this verse with that. Yeah. Moroni 7.33. If you'll have faith in me. Um, which is going to lead to that hope. You'll have power to do whatsoever is expedient. I mean, how amazing for somebody to just know that, to know like there, the, there's never a time when you have to be completely discouraged. Like that is a certain promise of God. It's like anything can happen in this circumstance. Um, and, and whatever is going to happen is going to be expedient mm, in him. That's so good. Meaning like he's going to want it. And he's going to know what is what is best to do in the situation. I love that. And the third thing we're going to talk about is charity. And I love the verse that's in Moroni 7, 45. And charity suffereth long, and is kind, and envieth not, and is not puffed up, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, and rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. And then you love in 46 where it talks about charity never fails. That is such a good promise. Like that it just, it never fails, that kind of love. And in 47, charity is the pure love of Christ. And every time I read this verse, I actually think about an experience I had on an airplane many years ago. I was flying across the United States and I sat down next to a woman and she had this white leather cowboy hat that was so beautiful just sitting on her lap. Obviously it was like important to her because she didn't pack it or put it up. She just held it on her lap. And I sat down next to her and she had the kindest eyes and we started talking back and forth. And as we talked, she told me about her life and her life was so hard. This was several years ago and it's when that huge hurricane hit Florida and everybody was hunkered down. And it happened to be on that day is when it was happening. And so I asked her how she was doing. And she said, well, I'm a little worried because my daughter and my two grandkids are in that hurricane, right in the path of the hurricane. And they didn't get evacuated, but they were right next to where the evacuation stopped. And so her mom had gone to stay with her daughter. And she said, when I got on the plane, they were in the hallway and they had a mattress over their heads. And that's what was happening. And then I asked her about her life and it was sad. She told me about her husband who had left her for another woman and she was older. I would guess she was maybe 63 or 64. Oh, that's and, pretty specific. Well, that, that's knew. kind of what she looked. Oh. She looked like like maybe she could have almost retired, but not. Oh, I see. Okay. You know, she, yeah. she still had a lot of energy and she had to start her own business at mm. that age. And the only thing she knew is what her husband had done, which was construction his whole life. Can you imagine? So she became a construction, um, she ran construction sites. That's what she did. And she had her own team of contractors that mm. she managed. And you looked at her hands and you could just see they were so worn. And then she told me about her son who was in the army and how hard that was. And so how she prayed for him every single day. And I said to her, your life has been so hard. And 
I felt sad. I felt sad that she was in that place where just everything was upside down and hard. Like, how did she get up every morning and go through? And she said the most interesting thing to me. I wrote it down right when she said it because I thought, I never want to forget this. She said, the hard things have taught me to be more compassionate to those who will walk the same road someday. And then she said this, every time a trial comes, it simply reminds me I have more to give. Isn't that so good? I loved that that refining through her trials and the learning to get through those trials instead of just gritting her teeth and getting through it. In her mind, she thought, I need to remember this because now I have more to give to someone who will walk the same path someday. And that reminds me so much of charity. Mm. You think about charity in its purest form and it would be Christ on the cross. And he tells us in Alma 7, I, I suffered that and now I know. I know how to succor you because I have done that. And it's almost as if she was saying that same thing. I know how to succor someone now because I've been through that. And, I, and that promise, I just keep thinking, especially with, with her story, where it just says, charity will not fail you. Um, and, and maybe in two ways, but like other things will. Marriages will fail. People will fail you. Businesses will fail. Um, some of your ideas are going to fail. Like all the things that you felt like maybe you could trust in, like those really could. There is no guarantee with any of them. Mm. But there is a guarantee with the pure love of Christ. And that won't ever fail you. It will never abandon you. And it will never fail to make a situation better. No matter what a situation looks like, charity, when it's infused into the situation, will always be better. It will never fail to get better when there is love. I love that so much. And it makes me think as we're thinking about these ways that we can serve every day, Don't you want to find someone who's going through something you've already been through Mm. and infuse charity into that situation? So as you're thinking about going forward and as you begin this challenge, whenever you start, I don't know when you'll watch this, but starting December 1st, we love the thought of remembering those three things to spread faith, to breathe hope and to infuse charity into every situation, however you can, in your own individual, one by one way, and maybe reach out that same way, just one by one. And what power will come if we enter in with that thought in mind? And how cool that that's Mormon. You know, at the end of this book, Moroni, Moroni got strength from that, those invitations, and now he's passing it on. And you'll see when you get to Moroni 10 how much that influenced him because that's how he's actually going to end the whole book. And he's just going to say like, look, people of God's church, what we need is more faith and more hope and more charity. It is that simple. Mm, It's so good. I love to because he reminds us in chapter 9, verse 20, um, it says this. He just paints the scene of what is happening there. And he says, you know the wickedness of this people and you know that they are without principle and past feeling and I can't recommend them to God. And we were talking right before we started and I said, what would be the opposite of without principle and past feeling? And we kind of thought about words like hospitality and tender hearted. 
what if that was motivating you and would that allow you to become someone who could be recommended to God? Yeah, and, and there is that awesome line where he says to his, he's like, I can't recommend those people to God, the ones that are, oh, when he describes it, it's so mm-hmm. awful what they're like. He's like, but I can recommend you to God. And I almost want to say, I can recommend you into God's service or into God's ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, more. I, I want to think about that every time. Remember that talk that Sherry Dew gave when somebody said to her that she'd lost her purse and... Um, uh, they found it in a dumpster and they knew to call her because they said, I found your Mormon recommendation in it. And she said, it reminded me of this, of Mormons saying, I recommend you as one who can make a difference. And I almost feel like he's calling through time to each of us and saying that. It's like, I recommend you as one who can. You can spread faith. You can breathe hope. You can infuse charity into all sorts of uh, situations. Um, we love as he ends that he just talks about what what we're really spreading and breathing and infusing into everybody's life is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Because that's where faith, hope, and charity reside, is in that place. And he um, tells us in Moroni 9, and it's verse 25, he says... In 22, by the way, was that one about, I recommend you. Yes. And, and where he says, I trust in what you were saying. I trust in Christ. Like, why do I think this is going to work out? Because all these things are Jesus Christ. That's why I trust it's going to happen. Like, I know it's going to work out because it's it's him. It's his goodness. It's his influence. It's his gifts. It's yeah. his power. That's why it's going to work. It's so good. And I love when he says in 25, my son, be faithful in Christ. And may not the things which I have written grieve thee to weigh thee down, but may Christ lift thee up and may his sufferings and death and the showing his body unto our fathers and his mercy and his long suffering and the hope of his glory and of eternal life rest in your mind forever. And I love how he makes us that list of just everything that has to do with Christ. It's everything about him, everything you know about him, let that lift you up. And part of the reason why I love that is because we're just coming off a challenge from the church, right? Which was the give thanks challenge before we're going to enter into this um, light the world campaign. And one of the reasons why I love that is this. I learned um, many years ago as we were preparing and going through a Thanksgiving that sometimes a season of giving or a season of gratitude is what prepares the heart for a season of giving. And I love that we watch that list. It's this gratitude of who Christ is, right? It's um, his sufferings and his death and his resurrection and his mercy and his long suffering and hope and eternal life. Like, remember that. It's that gratitude list. It's the give thanks Mm -hmm. that is going to then prepare him for this season of giving, for this ministry that's about to happen. And it's neat that I that the idea of let that rest in your mind. Let it like give it a minute to settle in your mind. It, it just you cannot help but think of the manger scene mm-hmm. and how like almost like holiness just settled there. Mary and Joseph's world was so chaotic, you know? And if you live in a chaotic world right now, Moroni's advice is don't, those things could grieve you and weigh you down to death if you let them. If you were to focus on those, that chaotic, it it could, it could. And he says, don't let it, don't let it um, 
Instead, let these things settle in on your heart. Let them rest there. Let them like not be a temporary visitor, but like pull yeah, up a chair. You know, the words that he uses. <laughs> yes. He's like in verse twenty-six. I want you to let him be and abide in you forever. And I just love the invitation of this, especially as we are jumping into next week, because the invitation is let him be in you and abide in you and remember who he is and and spend that time giving thanks for who he is in your life. But let it prepare you for this season of giving and then go out and spread faith and breathe hope and infuse charity and and let's do it one by one so that we are just spreading the message and the ministry of christ throughout the world at this time Hmm. there is this it's so enthused it's just so much enthusiasm and so much like and i and you just can't help but think when i read this earlier today i thought oh there is that's mormon's blessing on all who will read this book he put together Hmm. you know this is my blessing and my hope for you in whatever age or circumstance that you find yourself in. Um, It's gonna be better because of Jesus. It's so good. So we'll join you in this quest, everybody. We'll be starting, you'll see us on Instagram and we'll be watching for all of you on Instagram and let it be a season of spreading faith and breathing hope and infusing charity everywhere we go. Okay, have a happy December. See you next week. This audio was taken from a YouTube video from our YouTube channel. You can find us on YouTube at Don't Miss This. Also, sign up for our newsletter at don'tmissthisstudy.com and you can follow us on Instagram at Emily Bell Freeman and at Mr. Dave Butler. Thanks for listening. Bye.